Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. I want to kind of share an interesting thought about resistance. Are you ready? All right. James chapter 4, a verse that maybe we have seen many times. And um, so I was thinking about the difference between stress and resistance. And I think, you know, we're in a stressful day maybe with uh, a lot of things changing, a lot of unknowns, uh, a lot of different um, information that can trouble our soul. Really, it's really, it's really, there's a lot going on. And how we process the information is super important. If we process it with God, uh, we can be troubled but not moved. Uh, if we process it with God, we can remember and recall God's promises in the midst of the turbulence, right? Uh, stress and anxiety, these are things that seem to be the flavor of the day more than ever, and people can be panicked and really prisoners of this. And stress is, I, I wrote some definitions down that I, I found to be very valuable uh, stress is a force that can cause a change in the physical body. Uh, it is a tension that is produced that can cause a body or a mind or emotions to be deformed. It literally deforms us. It reshapes us as we focus on those things that maybe we cannot change. Somebody said that when you internalize adversity, the stress in our life becomes like pressure or tension. The word stress is from the word distress. And it means, uh, one of the meanings is oppression or narrowness. And it means to draw something tight. It means to bring into, to, a, uh, to, um, to constrict. So with stress, how we process information, how we think about or interpret what we see is really a way that we can internalize things and it can deform us, right? But, but there's a way that God has given us to uh, actually a benefit to resistance. You know, someone says, I'm very stressed out or I'm very anxious. That might be true. Or it could just be the resistance in our life that is meant to train us. It's meant to strengthen us. It's meant to push us forward, right? So, um, so resistance could be, for instance, uh, a de the demonic world around our lives, right? When was the last time we defined warfare in our life? When was the last time... We defined um, resistance in our life that was, uh, was something that needed to be defined, right? So many people blame, we can easily blame people or things on things that are actually demonic. But with authority in the spirit, we can have the devil disarmed and uh, we can strip him of his authority. Why? 
Well, James 4, 7 shows us this. So stress and anxiety, um, these are internalizing uh, unchangeable things, and we take on the mood or the identity, and we live in the spirit of fear. And we know that God has not given us that spirit. And notice it is a spirit. Um, and in Timothy, it talks about that the spirit comes in, the wrong spirit, and takes people captive at his will. So this is a real thing, okay? Now, pressure and details and uh, resistance is a, a, a part of life. So I'm not saying if you're living in that today, there's something wrong. I would dare say if you have resistance in your life, you're going in the right direction because you have someone opposing you. If life is easy without difficulty and without resistance, then maybe we're going in the wrong direction or we're going in a direction that is not um, countered or opposed to the kingdom of darkness. Just like the salmon going up the stream, right? It takes a special ability and um, strength. So there is what's called strength training. And I, I want to kind of talk about strength training today is that whenever you're in the gym, you have resistance that you have to push against and it'll train your muscles how to be stronger. And in training, the, actually the weight becomes lighter and lighter because your muscles are getting stronger and stronger, right? If you do it right. All right, so James chapter 4, verse 7. Therefore, submit to God. Okay, that's the secret right there. Pastor Gary said it recently. Pastor Gary Grenwell in his service. Submit to God. This is a beautiful word. It means to come under the authority of what he says and what he's done and who he is. Come under his authority. This is the only way that we can resist and move forward in resistance. Now, what's the difference between resistance and stress? Well, if I'm internalizing and processing my life without God, that resistance will turn into anxiety, stress, and fear, and it will distort and deform my mind, my emotions, and my physical body. But if we're walking in truth, submitted to God, the resistance will make us stronger. It'll push us further into Christ. So this resistance as we near the rapture in these days before the rapture, it will intensify. It will intensify. So if we're looking for an easy life, uh, it's not found in following God, right? Because there is an enemy, right? When was the last time we defined our enemy, defined warfare? Like we, we can play with our enemy in Job chapter 41. We can put a leash on him. We can, we can kind of be flirtatious with our enemy, right? But wh who is our enemy? It's anyone that is anti-Christ or anti the nature and character of God. And I use that word strongly because our flesh is an enemy of God. So if I'm living in carnality or living with just kind of a lackadaisical attitude about my flesh, then the enemy is creating a compound resistance in my life so that he, cause, he may cause us to quit or remove ourselves from the will of God. 
So what's the answer? Therefore, submit hupomeno to God. Come under his authority. Just like it's raining, we have an umbrella. We come under and we are covered. Uh, and then what happened? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinner. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Okay? Good instruction here, isn't it? Where, where does it start? Submitting to God. And then he does the resisting. This, this is a very important verse to understand. It's like, I can't resist the devil with my own natural ability. No, I can't. But submitting to God, he does the covering. He does the pushing back. He does the, the, uh, the amazing um, fighting for us in Exodus 14, 14. All right, let me show you an interesting verse here. So 1 John 5, 18 what does it mean to submit to God? It means, okay, maybe I say this, I say this many times a day, Lord, I am crucified with Christ. I am crucified with Christ. That's a great statement, right? Galatians 2.20 is one of those verses that it's the difference between living in stress and anxiety or resisting the resistance. I am crucified with Christ. Therefore, no longer I that live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. If it's no longer I that live, then I don't have stress in my life. I have problems. We have difficulties. We have trials. I'm not going to say that we don't. But we're not letting it deform our soul. We're not letting it take over and steal our joy. We're not letting it steal our vision. <clears throat> All right, First John 5, 18 we know that whosoever is born of God does not sin habitually, but he who has been born of God keeps himself, and the wicked one does not touch him. What is that word, keeps himself? It's, again, submission. No longer I that live. It's amazing. Imagine entering into a situation and saying, I am crucified with Christ. Try doing that in the next conversation you have with a body member. Try doing that. In your heart as you go to work, I am crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live. So when that resistance comes, it will make you stronger. Why? Because it'll be an opportunity for us to grow. It'll be an opportunity for us to be reduced. It'll be an opportunity for us to not let the devil touch him. So how does the devil touch us? <clears throat> well, the power of sin is in any uncrucified area of my life. That's the power of sin right there. It's in any uncrucified area of my life. And it's also sin is rampant when love is not dominant in my life. The love of God loving me, loving you. Love fills the void, right? So the wicked one doesn't touch a believer who's in the revelation of love or who is crucified with Christ. We were never called to battle our flesh. This is a waste of time and energy. We are called to battle the good fight of faith. Big difference. 
I submit to faith, and I say, God, I don't know everything I need to know, so I'm crucified with you so that you give me your mind, you give me your strength, you give me your wisdom. If I'm not crucified with Christ, the devil will take us like a mop and mop us, mop the floor with us. He really will. Let me show you this in Colossians 2. So we have a great provision, submission, glad surrender. This is not a popular word, but it is the word that releases power in warfare. Because if I'm fighting with myself in warfare, then I am not fighting the real enemy, right? Who is the real enemy? It's our flesh, it's the world, it's the devil. Well, Jesus showed us what submission was all about. So I just challenge us. I'm crucified with Christ. Just say it out loud. Say it out loud a good couple times a day, right? Ten times a day, 15, I'm crucified with Christ. Temptation, I look at temptation and say, I'm crucified with Christ. Let's say I'm upset or disappointed or doubtful or cynical or sarcastic or complaining. I'm crucified with Christ. Crucified with Christ. No longer I that live. Devil's like, wait a minute. I can't offend a dead man. I can't offend, I can't provoke someone that's dead. This is the key to letting the things that were meant to destroy us, they build us. The things that were meant to take us out, they teach us, right? Why? Because now Christ is doing the fighting. Christ is doing the resisting. Christ is doing the strengthening. And what are we doing? We're resting. Resting. We're moving. See, people misunderstand peace. Peace doesn't mean we're doing nothing. It means that we're moving with another spirit. We're moving with another spirit. So our world, there's a lot of problems. And people are stressed out. They're paralyzed. They're 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 literally overwhelmed. And what is God saying? God is saying, submit to me. Submit to me. Let me do the fighting. Let that resistance promote you, right? Let that resistance uh, be understood to push you forward, push you forward. All right. Look at Colossians 2. This is a good verse. We know it, but I love how Jesus dealt with resistance in his life. It says, Having disarmed the principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Okay? He goes on to say earlier when Jesus was being ascended, all the demons of hell, right, were trying to pull him down. You ever, you ever feel like that? Ever have a day when you just feel like everything you're doing is being resisted or you just kind of feel like you're, you're carrying a 900-pound pack on your back? Right? What is that? The devil is obviously trying to shut our mouths, to stop us from moving forward. Oh, he wants us to sit in the seat of the scornful, right? But what does Jesus do? Jesus removes the, the demonic resistance like a taking off a coat. He strips it off and throws it. He's like, you know what? You have no power over me. Why? Because I'm doing the will of the Father. I'm submitted to my Father. I am sur- surrendered. I am gladly availing my rights. I'm availing my, my preferences. I'm availing my opinions. I'm availing all the things I think that should happen. Because in a trial, 
you may have resistance on every side, the fiery trial. Think it not strange, right? But that trial is not meant to destroy us in 43.2 of Isaiah, but it is meant to strengthen us. It's meant to show us another side of God. It's meant to encourage us. It's meant to show us the fourth man, all right? Now, I don't want to be, um, I want to be practical here and say that, yes, there's tears. Yes, there's disappointment. Yes, there's reg- maybe just like, oh, man, is this going to end? Is this trial going to end? And God is saying, I must lead you in this way so that you learn something about me. All right, look at this in Isaiah 53. I want to show you something interesting. So our trials last as long as we learn the lesson that God has for us to learn. We might be praying, God, just deliver me from this and change this. And those are, those are right prayers. I, I, I don't want to discourage you in saying that. But maybe God will have things delayed I mean, just look at Daniel 6, right? Daniel prayed God, heard it immediately, but there was a delay. Why? Because God had to teach Daniel something in it through resistance. He wanted to strengthen his faith, strengthen his resolve, strengthen his, his viewpoint of who God was. So 53, and I don't say this flippantly today. I, I've been thinking about it, and we're all in this process of sanctification, but... Look at 53.7. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Do you think Jesus had some resistance? Yet he did not open his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shearers, silent. And he opened not his mouth. So we see serious resistance, but we don't see a a stressed-out Christ. We don't see an anxious Christ. We don't see a fearful Christ. Why? Because he was submitted. He was surrendered. This is the answer. This is the answer. And this is why uh, Esther said, if I perish, I perish. Why did she say that? She was submitted to God, and God did the resisting. All right, 2 Timothy 2. I want to encourage us as Christians that we have authority and we are anointed wherever we are. Don't let the devil stress you into a small place. Don't let him tie the noose around your neck and and whisper lies saying that you're defeated. Don't let him do that. You have the authority in the situation because of who is inside of you. And we need to take authority and say, listen, that loss, that, that dangerous situation, that, that uh, evil person, whatever it is that's seemingly coming against you, it's first coming against Christ, and he is able to defeat it. There's no greater giant in your life than Christ. Isn't that good? There's no greater giant in our life. There's, no, there's nothing more powerful or difficult in our life that Christ himself cannot handle. Amen? Amen? Anybody agree with that? All right, good. 2 Timothy 2, 3. You therefore endure 
hardness as a good soldier. <laughs> endurance, not tolerance, but endurance, which means we are patiently before God. And it, it might be very difficult, and it might be very long. It might be, and the devil's like trying to distort us. He's trying to get us in a place where the stress and the resistance distort us. But God is saying, I'm going to show you this in Romans 5. He is building us. He is making you more radical. He's making you more like him in the fire. He's making us, conforming us to his image. A good soul, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engages in warfare, entangleth himself with affairs of this life. Why? Because he's crucified. He's crucified. So if I'm in a trial, I don't do a lot of talking. I talk to Jesus. I communicate certainly with leadership for prayer, but I don't arm the devil by talking, 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 talking. Uh, we communicate with the right people. Absolutely, we shouldn't suffer alone, but we should not arm the devil by, by complaining, right? Because a dead man, right, you cannot, you know, you can kick a dead man, right? What happens when you kick a dead man? Nothing happens, right? So how does this happen? Personally, how I do it, I just say this verse, I'm crucified with Christ. I don't feel crucified, but I'm confessing I'm crucified. Is there anger, emotions, and reaction? and bit? Yes, but I'm crucified with Christ. I'm, cruci I'm submitting myself to God who will do the resisting. If I try to roll up my sleeves and go after, go after this, I'm going to fix this, I'm gonna, then we will be mincemeat. We will be torn to shreds like the seven sons of Skia, Skiva. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? And he ripped him. They ripped that guy naked and bruised. <clears throat> well, I want to give you a good verse here. Romans 5. Now, that doesn't mean my situation is going to change immediately. But what matters and <clears throat> what happens is instead of being stressed, we now resist the resistance and we're being strengthened. Strengthened in grace. Strengthened in love. Strengthened in mercy. Strengthened in truth. Strengthened in hope. Strengthened in who God says is. So look at Romans chapter 5, and this is where the strength training happens. I love this. Uh, we have access to God in grace in verse 2, in which we stand. But look at this, verse 3. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing, okay, <laughs> I always struggle with this verse, like, are we excited when things go crazy? No, we're not. We're excited about the fruit of it, though, right? Knowing, and here's, this is where the resistance actually proves to be very fruitful in our life, that tribulation, tribulation produces perseverance. Now, I don't know about you, Je Jesus didn't nail himself to that cross, Someone else did. But his response, his response is what where the power, the seven sayings of the cross. He submitted himself to the call and the will of God, and then God produced perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. You see what resistance does? 
I'm not praying for resistance today. But if you're walking with God, you already have it. Right? You already have it. And when Christ pushes back the devil, you have a carefree spirit. You have a, a burden that's light. Why? Because we are not internalizing the, the warfare. And that's so good, right? That's why you meet people that have a lot of things going in their life, but you'd never know it. Why? Because they're walking with the Spirit. And because the resistance is building perseverance, character, hope, and hope does not disappoint. Why? Because the ministry of love has been poured out in our hearts. In. We're not worried about giving the love of God. We are fellowshipping with the love of God. And the Holy Spirit loves the person we're looking at. All right, let me just close with this. Um, so stress or strain is the change in shape or form of an object when stress is applied. Now, if you put weights on somebody, let's say you load up a camel, right? His knees start to buckle, right? So if there's stress and strain or burdens, we have to identify those things and say, God, is this from you? Is this really something I should be carrying? Or is this something that I should be thinking about? Right? And that's when we cast our care, 1 Peter 5, 7, onto him. For he careth for me. My enemy doesn't care for me. My trial doesn't care for me. God is working strength into our life. And stress is dispelled. Fear is dispelled. Anxiety is dispelled. Depression is dispelled. Um, why? Because we are taking authority and saying, this resistance is not going to grind me into powder, but it's going to drive me to God. It's going to drive me to a place where I'm crucified with Christ. It's going to drive me to prayer, right? What did Abraham Lincoln said? He said many times he, he was driven to God in prayer. He saw the necessity of prayer. So as things get more crazy, and they will, I'm kind of excited. Why? Because it's an opportunity for God to show himself faithful. It's an opportunity for God to openly display and mock the devil. It's an opportunity for us to see answered prayer. It's an opportunity for us to see truth on the inward parts, and also in reality as we speak truth. So let's define our enemies. Let's define warfare. Let's define resistance. And if we're going and walking with God, we will have resistance. Right? We might go from the frying pan into the oven, right? But, but what happens? We come out like a beautiful souffle, right? I was trying to, trying to, I was trying to make a an illustration here. <laughs> My father makes amazing souffles, by the way. Okay. Anyway, there's so much I could say here, but maybe that's enough. Let's give the opportunity to God and not give it to the devil. The devil's going to be, look at you, look what you're doing. What, he makes it all about you. But instead, we say, I'm crucified with Christ. Devil, I'm not even in the equation anymore. I'm submitted to God. 
And uh, the devil knocks on the door, send Jesus to answer it, right? And what happens? The God resists the devil. God resists the temptation. God resists the doubt. God resists the, the past problem or the past thing that harasses us, right? And what happens? We are free. We're free. And um, we are seeing Christ in a new way. Amen? Because this is the fact. The devil is defeated. The devil's defeated. Then why is he so powerful in my life, someone might say. Well, submission to God means I let God stand between me and whatever, and we live in the shadow of the Almighty. Psalm 91.1. The shadow of the Almighty, there it is. The shadow, that means something is between me and that, and that hot sun. It's Christ that stands between you and I. And we are in the cool of the shade. Wow, we could keep going here, but i got to close. Father, thank you today. Lord, we just uh, want to resist the resistance by hiding in you. Um, Lord, help us. Help us not to um, fight any other battle than the fight of faith, which means we're laboring to remember and believe what you said and rest in it, Lord. Give us power and authority in our personal lives, in our family life, and keep us from uh, these internalizing those things that you want to carry and uh, give victory again and, and authority and joy. Count it all joy. Why? Because it's you that we're standing with and behind. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We could talk about this if you want to. Amen. Good thoughts? Anybody have a question? Or Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.